This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. It's Super Bowl. Let's try that again. Sometimes I, uh, I have to remind myself to enunciate. I'm not a mumbler. But sometimes I have to remember, Dan, you are a broadcaster. It's Super Bowl week. Bumsies. Been on peach and vibe. Got my Celsius fired up, ready to go. I am reluctantly drinking a peach flavored beverage. Got the uh, big pack from Costco. I didn't get it. I don't know. I can't afford a Costco membership. Who has that kind of money? And also, I refuse to pay money to a store so that I can spend money in their store. But I will go to my grave with this. Anything peach flavored? Disgusting. Fuzzy peaches? If you say that's your favorite candy, I I don't know what to tell you. Peach flavored anything is so artificial tasting. And I will give you one more flavor that is just like that. One of my favorite flavors in the entire world. As we go through a bottle of it here in this house. Like a big bottle at least once a month. Maple syrup. Maple syrup. Put it in my coffee. Put it on our French toast. You know what you use maple syrup for. But if you have a maple syrup flavored item, disgusting. The artificial maple syrup flavor and smell is overpowering. I'm always on the lookout for new cereal. Big cereal guy. Current favorite, mini, mini wheats. So they're mini wheats, but even smaller. Delicious. So I saw a new cereal from Post, and it was waffle cereal. So I'm like, okay, they're going to be mini waffle. This is great. Great idea. I'll give that a shot. Got it home, opened that box, and what hit me 
was the most overpowering, wretched smell of fake maple syrup that I've ever smelled in my life. I opened the pantry and that's all you can smell. I'm like, we can't do, we can't do it. And I never voiced my opinions to my kids, but they even said, well, what's that smell? I'm like, that's that damn cereal. So peach flavor, maple flavor, you're done. Hi, I'm Dan. Welcome to Boomsies. Love getting my uh, my old man thoughts out as we bask in. Uh, I know uh, I know they had a huge snowfall out uh, in Nova Scotia, like five feet of snow. I saw a shot of a car dealership. You couldn't see the cars, so hopefully everyone's safe. We are the complete opposite here in southern Ontario, where it was. It's currently two degrees and sunny. The sun, hard to come by this winter. But I haven't looked it up on Google. I haven't done any research. But that February sun hits like it's coming through a magnifying glass. Like I was standing outside before taping this podcast. I'm like, is it summer? Two things. Very odd. Sure, I enjoy warm weather in February, but this can't be good. And secondly, if we got no snow sitting on the ground, sitting in the forest, making everything nice and wet, is this going to be the most outrageous forest fire summer in the history of the world? Because all indications are it might be. But let's ignore all that and enjoy the sunny weather. So I, I don't, I don't know. Is the sun hotter at the angle it's at right now? Cause it's coming in at an angle at us. Maybe it's not passing through the ozone because it's because of the angle it's on. So is it technically like a laser beam? Can, uh, Am I going crazy, gentlemen, or is this a thing? No, you're going crazy. All right. Uh, We start with uh, corrections usually before we get into all our prop bets that you'll find on the Bet Rivers app for the big game. I want to start with a correction about uh, my McDonald's story last week. That I posted to Instagram. And then um, a lot of people took issue with it. To recap. Recounted a a fun little tale. I never say a story is funny. And you shouldn't do that in life either. You shouldn't say here's a funny story. No. You let the listener decide. If it's funny or not. And plus if you say here's a funny story. That puts too much pressure on the listener you say here's what happened to me or here's a story anyway went to the drive-thru yada 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 basic order they told us to pull up i said now we're gonna wait here so i posted that to my instagram thinking nothing of it 
And then I did what I should never do. I waded into the comments. I'm like, ah, oh, see if anyone else did this. Some of the comments range from, I ruined that, uh, that McDonald's worker's life. Uh, that they probably were berated and fired by their boss. Because I was holding up the line. There was two cars behind us. The car behind me hadn't even reached my bumper by the time we got the vehicle, by the time we got the fries. So we didn't hold anyone up. Um, another one said I was on a, a real power trip. My, uh, you, you must be real fun to deal with in public. So I, I can take comments. I've, I've had them for the last few years. Um, but when you attack the way in which you think I deal with customer service employees, I take an exception to that because I leave this house every day wanting to put a smile on someone's face. I make every interaction pleasant. I've never left an interaction with a customer service person in which I said, oh, I could have handled that better. Never in my life. I have literally, I'm 48. I've literally never sent back a meal at a restaurant. I sit with it and say, I don't want to, I don't want to cause a problem for this person. So I had a, I did an Instagram live saying like, guys, you like nothing happened here. There was no yelling. We left that takeout window smiling and the employee was smiling. I said, thanks so much. And they're like, no problem. And we got out of there in two minutes or less. We weren't counting. We didn't have a timer on. So uh, everyone needs to kind of relax a little. I don't know. Call me crazy. No, oh, that peach. Yeah, that peach vibe. Not feeling it. Um, I, I will say, I think... Most of the like, most I think most people that listen to the into the actual podcast wouldn't have ever said anything negative about it. It was the Instagram clip and the YouTube short clip, which you know we truncated it down to like fifty four seconds, but you talked about it for like two and a half, three minutes. Yeah. So maybe that's so, part, that's so you're that might be our him. fault. It might be our partly our fault that that there wasn't as much context because. You know, context is kind of important. People yes. seem to forget okay. that these days. So let's you keep know, that in mind. Maybe that was partly on us that we cut it down too much. Mark this down. So this is Boomsy's season three, episode four. Tim has taken ownership on something he did. That is a first on Boomsy's. Uh, the NHL All-Star Game uh, went this past weekend in Toronto. Guess who was there? This guy. Guess who never stepped foot in, <laughs> into the arena? Uh, this guy. So uh, my good friend, Steve Webb, former New York Islander, great. Steve Webb! Steve Webb! He works for the NHLPA. He was in town with his uh, son, Oliver. Ollie, my godson. I teach him the ways of the Lord. I say, Jesus unto you. The Lord looks on thee. Go with the Lord. So Ollie was here. 
big hockey fan, big Matt Barzell fan, big Islanders fan. And the perfect age in which the All-Star game is a thing of beauty, the fan fest, the, the player draft, the skills, the game. He went to all of it. So he went with uh, Webby's sister while Webby and I, we got to hang out on Friday night. So uh, it's good hanging with a buddy and just watching it on TV, despite the fact we were in the same city as the event. But being in Toronto, there was a palpable buzz. There was an electricity. So a perfect host city, as I said to Webby, Seems odd to say, but you guys lucked out with the weather. Because my biggest fear was these guys were going to be here in Ontario in February and say, what the hell, man, we could be on a beach. But they didn't have to bundle up. All in all, perfectly run event. The jerseys, mint. Uh, The interest was, uh, I think, according to the ratings, the best it's ever been. Few little changes I would make. Got to figure out uh, the player draft. Got to have it more streamlined. Got to have a real host. Not not a knock on the, the people that were on the ice, but you need someone to take charge. And I know they want more people to experience the all-star game. So that's why they had it at an arena because tickets were like 25 bucks. Don't know what all-star game tickets were, but I'm sure they were a lot more. So a family can go and attend an all-star game event for 25 bucks a ticket. Even if it's the draft, you're, you're there seeing the guys. So I would fix that a little, give it a little tweak. And the skills I would tighten up a little bit. But the actual All-Star game, loved it. Thought it was fantastic. My highlight, when they started the player introductions and Loud Luxury was the in-house entertainment during the introductions. And I'm like, oh my God, I love these guys. A Canadian EDM band that is rocketing to stardom. So for a 40-year-old guy, that was my highlight. I like, and I even sent them a a message on Instagram when they posted, hey, this was a great weekend. I'm like, I jumped off my seat when I saw you guys. Uh, Tate McRae was the musical act. She also has a big part in the EDM song. So they kept the Canadian content at the perfect level. I also got intel on the Michael Buble news conference incident. In which our good friend Julie Stewart-Binks captured it on video and her uh, her post went viral. She's like, ah, attending the... um, the celebrity judge news conference and hearing Michael Bublé talk about being on mushrooms was not on my bingo card. Blew up. 
So I, uh, I checked with my sources. And I don't know if this is out there yet, but... Uh, Michael Bublé was not on mushrooms. And I'm like, okay, that's just the spin they're putting on it. I'm like, no, no. He just made it up. I'm like, what? Why didn't they correct it? And they're like, well, because it was, it was a great story, so they just they just ran with it. It gave the entire event a little unique flair. I'm like, well, that was that was weird. Buble on the shroomers, Bamsies. So I have it from um, my sources. Buble made it up for entertainment value. Good job, boobs. So uh, when I arrived in downtown Toronto on Friday night, all the uh, players and everyone were staying at the Ritz. Beautiful hotel. And uh, I sent Webby a text. I'm leaving now. I'll see you there and uh, when I get there. Park my car. Walk into the lobby. All the autograph seekers are out there. I'm like, well, I... I hope they let me in. I just walked in, whatever. So I'm sitting in the lobby, and uh, it's a who's who of the NHL. Wayner, the good one, Wayne Gretzky. He's walking around with his sons. I, uh, who else did I see? Ah, that's about it. Oh, no, I saw Chris Chelios. So Chelly was uh, talking to a, Wayner, he was talking to other people, and I'm standing by the door because I'm looking for Webby. I'm like, where the hell is this guy? I've been here for half an hour. They're going to start thinking I'm an autograph seeker. I haven't been on TV in forever. They, they have no clue who I am, and I'm in disguise with my mustachio. Uh, so just a reminder, I worked with Chris Chelios for three weeks in Russia during the Olympics when Jay and I were with Fox. Spent every single waking moment with that man for three weeks. So I'm standing, looking outside. And uh, Chelios is about to enter the, uh, what's the spinning uh, door called? What's that spinning door? It's like Revolving called? door? Revolving door. So he's entering the spinny door. And just as he's about to enter... I look over, I'm like, you ever been to Russia? He looked at me. Not like he's like, hey, Dano. He gave a shocked look and proceeded to bolt into that revolving door. <laughs> so he, he did not glance back. I'm like, hmm, I guess I said, have you ever been to Russia? A little too creepy. Or he did not want to discuss Russia with me. It was a fun moment that I shared with myself and Chris Chelios. <laughs> He's walking down the street. You ever been to Russia? Who the fuck was that guy? So again, I... I Sat there and waited for uh, for Webby for like half an hour. Finally, we got on the same page and then went met for dinner, watched the All Star Game on TV, and yada yada yada. So I mentioned I only saw Chelios and Gretzky. 
But then sun, Saturday rolls around and I'm watching the player introductions soundtrack by Loud Luxury. And all these players start coming out. I'm like, what the fuck? I saw that guy. Hey, that guy was here. I don't know if I've aged myself out of NHL player fandom. If NHL players aren't marketed well enough. If they all look the same. Or if I'm just dumb. Because 80% of the players. That were being introduced. I had seen. The previous night. I'm like what? I didn't know that guy was. Because. Gone are the days of Todd Bertuzzi. And Chris Pronger. And large men. I reported on the NHL when I was in Vancouver, uh, when I started my TV career. So I was in locker rooms and I'm like, oh my God, I'm just a boy. I am still the same size human. And I did not feel dwarfed by these professional hockey players. So where have I gone wrong here? Producer Tim or Andrew? I'll start with Tim. Are the players not marketed well enough? Because there's. Is there ever going to be another Sidney Crosby? I know there's Connor Bedard. Is there going to be another Mario? Are these. Is there going to be another Ovechkin where it's like. This is the face. Like we've got Bedard. And then is there just everywhere. Everyone else. Tim. I mean, I don't think it's much different than it was before. You have like a handful of guys that are marketed nationally and people know them. And then another handful of guys who like, you know, produce really well in the playoffs or something big happens with them. They have a monster season. So people know them. And then everyone else is kind of air. Like just a whole lot of mullets and. And a lot of Swedes, like a lot of Swedish looking humans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've all got with got a those. scraggly beard. They all they, the NHL is one of those play, one of those leagues where all the guys tend to like wind up with the same hairstyles or beards or no beards or whatever. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And I had uh Z Money look into this. Because these were all tiny people. Like I was I probably weighed the same as a lot of these players I saw. So I wanted him to find out, have players gotten smaller in general than, say, previously 10 years ago? And I wanted Z Money to surprise me with the findings. So here he is now with those. What'd you find, buddy? So the average height for an NHL player for this season, 23-24, the average height is 6'1 and 199 pounds. And 199? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Right? So I'm looking at this, and they, they have it broken down past that. They haven't even broken down by position. So the biggest average position player in the in the NHL is a goalie at 6'3". Yes, I, I can see that. Goalies are massive now. Uh, but so if we go back 10 years... 
Uh, Tim and I found some differing stats, but basically uh, what we found for 2014-15, the average height was six foot. Um, basically, NHL players' size has been plateauing for about 20 years now. So uh, Okay, I can see that. What about the weight? The weight. One second. Let me go back here. I so, still, I am baffled that the average size of a player right now is 6'1", 199. Because I would have them at, okay, six foot. Yeah, that's the average height for a... Uh, for a professional athlete, but I'd have them at like a buck 70. So yeah, no, uh, even just 10 years ago, the average rate, average weight for an NHL player was 201.2 pounds. Okay. See, I was right. They've gotten two pounds lighter. <laughs> My theory checks out. No more, no more, uh, delving into it needs to be done. Yeah, it was, it was a head scratcher for me. I'm like, what the hell, man? I did want to see uh, Crosby, but uh, didn't didn't get to see him. And uh, telling friends, oh, yeah, I saw Wayner. And they're like, oh, did you go up to him? I'm like, what am I going to say? Hey, Wayner. It just turns into an awkward, like, if I had something to tell him, like, hey, ah, uh, I saw you score your 80th goal one year. Hey, I had your stick when I was growing up. I had nothing to say. But I did have something to say to Chris Chelios. <laughs> and uh, it came off creepy. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, I congratulate people on a job well done when they do a good job. Because I shit on the NHL a lot. Great job, guys. Just tighten up a few things and you got a top-notch event. And also, yeah, again, I'm just, hey, why not try for perfection? In the days leading up to the NHL All-Star Game, when you have no football, no nothing going on, why not, uh, you know, keep some really good teams to play those games leading right up to the last second? Instead of the schedule you gave us. Uh, let me pull up the schedule here because uh, I was like, oh, yeah, nothing going on tonight. I'm going to watch an NHL game because of the way they do the schedule now. You can watch up right to the last second before the All-Star game. Uh, so on the Wednesday night. We had Kings Preds, Sharks, Ducks. And Sens and Wings. Sharks, Ducks. You, you didn't want to maybe put like the Oilers in there or the Avs or the Bruins. Like, I don't know. Again, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to perfect a near perfect execution of your event. That's all. Way to go, Gary. Yeah, finally did it. And now we need to dive into Super Bowl week. It's a uh, wreaking havoc on the assembled media due to its time zone. I have several friends out there doing morning shows and those morning shows are Eastern 
Eastern-based morning shows going on the air at 7. So they're going on the air at 4 a.m. in Vegas. That's a, that's a tough one. Uh, they're all situated at the Luxor, home of Carrot Top. I saw Carrot Top on the first day of Super Bowl week. He was doing the rounds. He was on the Dan Patrick show. He um, he was at uh, the Media Day. The Media Day uh, is just a cluster now. It is. I don't know if we've got any good clips from it. No, we aren't going to play any clips, but I haven't seen anything noteworthy. Although I did see one where uh, someone asked Patrick Mahomes for his best Kermit the Frog impression. And he said, me just talking. That's not Kermit. Uh, Me just talking. That's better. Nice Yoda. (laughs) Uh, Me talking much? Patty Mahomes, though, he's in on the joke. He was in on the joke where uh, a post-game photo was taken of him in the locker room after their last win. And when she had us a dad bod, and he's like, hey, why you got to do me dirty like that? Dad bod season. So um, that is kicked off. We had um, a lot of experts lined up <laughs> from Vegas. And I'm not kidding. We had them all ready for the show. Checked in with them on the weekend. I'm like, guys, girls, touch base. I know you're busy. Uh, let me know when you're good to go next week. They said, yep, we'll we'll check in Monday, give you a time, no problem. Not a single one of them uh, messaged me back. And I'm at the time of my life where previously I would have been upset. I would have felt um, like uh, I was being not uh, unseen, not respected. But now I, uh, I'm at the stage of my life where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. They're busy. And I'm not going to text them saying, what time you good? I'm like, whatever. I don't give a shit. You do you. I'll do this. You have fun in Vegas. Maybe you're lying in a pool of your tears. I will check in later in the week. And then I know they're responsible. I'm so sorry. I'm like, hey, I don't care. Did not hurt my feelings. You're busy. You're doing your actual job. This was just a favor I was asking. I don't heap on guilt. I've got some people in my life that are big on the guilt. And if you were born in the Roman Catholic religion, you know what I'm talking about. You read my mail. But we do have our NFL expert. And he's in-house. And some say probably best in the biz. New father, going on no sleep. So he's probably got 37 Celsiuses running through his system right now. That's Troy Boy. And he's going to run us through the uh, the prop bets that you can find at Bet Rivers. We made sure that they're all available. 
So we aren't going to be giving you prop bets where you're like, well, I went to your site and it's not there. No, we confirmed they are there. Troy, welcome, my friend. And um, you're going to lead us through your top five prop bets that catch your eye. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of prop bets, a lot of goofy ones, uh, a lot of ones with long odds, a lot, a lot of ones with short odds. What's the, well, if, uh, I'm going to interject. What's the goofiest one? Like, what is the one where you look at it and you're like, how, where did they even come up with this uh, one? Well, I, from a, a, an odds perspective, it's probably the game to end in a scoregami, which is a scoring combination that has never been seen before in the NFL. So uh, a, a game result of two numbers that has never occurred. Um, and it's, you know, plus 2,000 for it to happen. So, and minus 10,000 for it to not happen. So you'd have to wager $10,000 to make a hundred dollars. Um, it's, and there's so right. many combinations. There's not even a way to look up how many yeah. different scoring possibilities uh, the, there are. The oddest duck of all the props I've seen is the total Jersey numbers of all touchdown scorers. So whoever scores a touchdown, every touchdown uh, every person who scores a touchdown add up their jersey numbers, and that is what the total is. And the over under is currently at one hundred and fifty nine point five. I have no idea uh, how you calculate that, other than assuming that whatever Christian McCaffrey's number is, whatever Travis Kelsey's number is, and then whatever Isaiah Pacheco's number is, you add those up with maybe someone else. That is a very odd prop. Um, what was that number again? How much was it? And fifty nine point five. I kind of like that. if you're teaching your kids math, it's a fun little game to play. But hey, if you're uh, under the age of uh, legal gambling, don't right. teach your kids that game. Uh, I like that one. Okay. So uh, I'll run what through the got? ones that I like the most. Uh, and it kind of indicates that okay. I think this will be a, a close game. Um, and and uh, the first one is the game to go to overtime. Uh, yes is plus 1150. Um, the Chiefs uh, last game was very close to going to overtime. Their game against the Bills was very close to going to overtime, if not for a field goal. Um, I think this is going to be a close game. I don't know when the last time we got an overtime game in the Super Bowl, but I like that one. Um, I, I also like the largest lead of the game is set at 13 and a half points. So basically you're betting on whether or not a team will go up two touchdowns and no or under 13 and a half is plus 108. So you make a little money by thinking this game is not going to be there be a lead of uh, 14 points um i say no chance right. there's a lead that big so yeah i also I don't note. think that either team is going to score three times unanswered whether it's three straight field goals or three whatever uh that is plus 135 so again i like looking for plus money to make a little bit more um my favorite one which has nothing to do with kind of game flow but i whenever i see this in big games i like to bet on it it's any field goal or pat to hit the uprights or crossbar yes plus 500 I like a good stoink, a good double doink. Oh, uh, I also enjoy kicking because no one enjoys kicking. Um, so I like I like that. <laughs> and then my final one is total players and, to attempt to pass over yeah. two and a half plus 150. So essentially, will there be a trick play where Travis Kelsey or someone throws a pass or, or a fake punt pass? Or will Brock Purdy get injured and uh, have to put it in a back of quarterback? And that's plus 250. Plus 150. Plus 150. I like that because if we've learned anything from mm -hmm. uh, Andy Reid is we see plays that they've never done all season in yep. the Super Bowl. 
And Travis Kelsey, like, has thrown okay. passes just on his own. Like, um, he'll, he'll just freelance. So, uh, and, yeah, that's the thing is sometimes in Super Bowls, it's treated a little bit like a bowl game. You know, in bowl games, you see a lot of trick plays and weird stuff. And, uh, you know, it's not just Andy Reid. Like, the, the Eagles had a trick play in the Super Bowl, the Philly special, um, where someone else threw a pass. Uh, you do see it because you have uh, 19 games worth of tape and you've been working on a trick play and you're going to pull it out in the Super Bowl, which is also weird because it's the most important game of the season. You figure just keep doing what you're doing. But um, there are, you know, right now 890 different bets available on our Bet Rivers apps. And a lot of them are the funky um, props, um, you know, final play of the game to be a kneel down. Will a team score in the final two minutes of the game? Um, will anyone get ejected? That's a fun one. Uh, you know, the, all, all sorts of different combination player props, but I like the odd things that have to do more than just like weird wackadoo football stuff because it's the Super Bowl. Okay, now there is a limit on prop bets, and I'm not just talking at Bet Rivers, but at every casino because there are three prop bets that people 100% have insider knowledge on, and that is length of the national anthem because they will have done sound checks so someone in the stadium multiple people would know okay this they're timing it this is how long that's going so i, th- I believe the the max is like usually 50 bucks isn't it on prop for bets? ones like that yeah uh it depends on the type of prop um but for really uh weird ones especially ones that are around news related things like the nfl draft um or in this case something that has nothing to do with gameplay yeah it's usually about a 50 dollar limit yeah, and the other one is uh, Gatorade color. Uh, what uh, is the color of the Gatorade after the winning team wins? And first song that the halftime act plays because all those three have insider knowledge. So yeah, there are limits on those. Um, and what would you? What's what are the odds on the uh, the Gatorade colors? You know that that is we don't currently have that posted. Uh, that will be one that uh, gets posted, I assume, on Sunday to limit um, the, the volume and also to, you know, provide more um, uh, transparency in terms of uh, people having inside information. Like, I do wonder if, you know, this has been a thing that people talk about the color of the Gatorade. If teams create like 50 different vats of Gatorades and they just have them as decoy and then they select some random staffer to go pick up a random one because, like, they know that it's an inside job. I don't know. Um, but. Or, or Troy, do they try to really mess with people mm. and mix colors so it's a indeci- indecipherable yeah. so color? I can tell you that it, we, we offer, I think there are four options, and it's yellow-green, uh, which is the same one, um, uh, orange, or red. So, like, if, if purple gets dumped, then I everyone loses. Or you go with the, yeah. uh, the cooler, the, the and- what was it, the citrus cooler? It's like a, like a brown-orange. Um, the watermelon flavor back in the day was like a like a tea colored one. Uh, you could go one of the glacier freezes. That's gross. Be cool. Uh, the biggest prop bet I would safely assume, I believe, is the coin yes. toss. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, without fail, every year. Um, and uh, right now, heads minus one hundred three, tails minus one hundred three. Uh, people typically tend to bet tails more than heads because, as we all know, it does not fail. And it actually, I was looking at this yesterday. Uh, seven of the last 10 Super Bowls, uh, Tails has been the call. Seven of the last 10 has been Tails. I was just about to look that up. You know what they say, Correct. Tails never fails. 
Troy, you're the best, buddy. Thank you very much. Um, now, uh, if you're wondering about the first song that Usher will play, I went through his catalog. And I guarantee it's this song. I can only play one second of it. But this is how you start a Super Bowl halftime show if you are Usher. Right there. Come on. Guaranteed. That's Usher with Will I Am. Oh my God. You got it. That's a banger. It gets the crowd instantly into it, and you're instantly on Usher's side. So I hope you're ready now for the big game. Uh, Oh, I forgot to ask Troy. Right now, currently, odds on winner to win the Super Bowl. San Francisco started the week as the favorites. Are they still the favorites? Can't confirm. San Fran is still the favorite. One and a half points still? Yeah. Okay, so that hasn't changed. And what's our total at? Oh, I just closed it, of course. It is 47 and a half. Hmm. Okay. I think that went up a little bit. Okay. Uh, I believe you're ready for uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, do we have time for Boomsies Newsies or are we getting the heck out of here and going and enjoying the sun? Let's get the heck out of here. Okay, Tim. I like it. It's like a meeting ends early. We don't bog up your timeline. We don't keep you when you aren't needed. We let you go enjoy your life. So go do that. Check in with people. If you haven't heard from friends or family in a while, send them a text. Better yet, call them. Doesn't hurt. Give someone a hug and be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozie. Fly from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.